Hey y'all, it's your favorite host, and I wanted to just pop in here to say, uh, if you're enjoying the show uh, and you'd like to give us some support, the best way to do that is through Patreon. Uh, I've launched the Patreon with a couple of tiers. There's a $3 tier, which gives you access to the Discord, and you come hang out with uh, me and the other friends inside of that, uh, and just kind of talk the show, talk a bunch of different nerd stuff. And then there is a, another tier, an $8 tier, uh, where you can get early access to episodes ad-free. Um, you will also get free access to all uh, micro-RPGs that I create in the future. Yeah, so again, uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, if you'd like to give additional support, that's one way to do it. Another great way to do it is just, you know, go on to whatever platform you're listening to and rate the podcast, subscribe, uh, follow, leave a review if you can. Um, those things really help gain visibility for the show, and it is always greatly appreciated. Link is in the description. Thank you so much, and back to the episode. Welcome to the Secret Nerd Podcast, where we think everyone should play tabletop RPGs and give you some reasons why. With me today, I am super excited. I just binge listened to a ton of episodes that this person has recorded uh, for an amazing audio fiction podcast. Um, so voice actor, uh, TTRPG fan. Um, yeah, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Hey, all. Well, my name is Reginald West. And like you heard it here first, uh, voice actor, uh, TTRPG <laughs> fan, RPG fan. Just yeah, uh, I am a fan of lore. Probably <laughs> be one of my one of my uh, defining traits. Yeah, between that and you know, well, definitely, and and um and yeah, and I know you have a podcast that's centered around lore. Um, yeah, so we'll definitely get into all of that, and yeah. obviously, obviously, we're going to talk about um uh, Earth Eclipse because yeah. I instantly be fell in love with the show. Um, it's so cool to be able to sit down with you. I obviously have already talked to Allegra. Allegra and I have become friends. Um, yeah. That show is fantastic, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to all that. I'm jumping in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me just get started with, you know, how did you get into nerd stuff in general? Um, I mean, it started when, you know, when I was a boy and uh, <laughs> just <laughs> like it was, it was something that was kind of ingrained in me from a very young age. I always knew I was a little bit different. Than you know, just trying to do the normal path of, um, you know, just going to school, getting good grades, getting out in the world, getting a job, blah 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 blah, and that just seemed so very boring. It was, it was, you know, a lot of us kind of get stuck in the rigmarole of that, and um, I caught on very very young of just getting enamored by uh, uh, the Nintendo game Wolverine. I remember yeah. specifically. <laughs> Uh, on the NES, um, I think maybe when I was two or three, yeah. you know, long, long time ago before, you know, I'm sure some of the listeners on here were born. <laughs> but, 
But that really got me into my foray of just like comic books and video games and um, just really understanding that there was a whole world outside of my own experience. Yeah. Where did you have um, like siblings or friends that were also into that stuff as well as when you were a kid? Yeah, I probably had more friends that were into it than my one sibling who was more okay. into, you know, Polly Pocket and Barbie and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. um, but a lot of friends, a lot, a lot of like-minded minded friends. And, you know, it's, it's kind of strange, especially when you start getting into high school, everybody gets real clicky. Yeah, and yeah. Starting to find, you know, get in where they fit in. And, you know, I never did that. I was, you know, I, I always moved in between different people and, yeah. you know, hung out with pretty much everybody. So, and I was always a naturally, you know, gifted athlete, but like I always hung out and brought like my PS2 Slim. So, like, we could <laughs> hook up, fight for New York we get profit so 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 i i it was always easy for me to to work within different worlds and connect with different people that's awesome yeah where you grew up did you grow up around a lot of black folks or no not at all honest with you i was uh i was actually born overseas um out in lake and heath england um you know by both of my parents were working for the government, so we moved around a lot. Yeah, um, but then ended up in Colorado. Okay, and it's not, you know, it wasn't very diverse at the yeah. time. Yeah. Still not technically diverse, but much better now. Right. Um, and you know, I didn't have a huge experience with a lot of you know other people of color outside of you know people my parents knew. Yeah, or you know the one other black kid that would be at school. Yeah, that, you know you would automatically just have to be friends with that person. <laughs> yeah. So you know, you know, you know, it's just like yeah. you know, you get the nod. Yeah, you get the little, you get the little, <laughs> like, hey, you look like me. We should be friends. Yeah, you know, and that's that's a very antiquated way of you know meeting people now, right. but it's back then. I mean, that's that's what it was, and I'm. And I'm glad that now I'm in a much better space to speak to a very wide, diverse group of people. So, yeah. 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 I think, um, you know, I asked because that sounded very similar to, to myself when I was younger of, you know, being able to move around to different groups. And, and I, you know, when you started talking about it, it made me kind of think like maybe it's just something that we do as a way to sort of socially survive, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, if I can fit into multiple places, then I don't ever have to feel like an outsider, even though that's kind of how we feel. That's, that's more true. Often than not. That's, that's true. I think innately as people of color are, you know, mm-hmm. we are not the majority in most places that yeah. we go. And yeah. that's just, that's just an objective fact mm-hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we do have to have those, you know, survival tactics for us in order to, work within the society that we're in. And, you know, I don't think that there's necessarily anything wrong with that, um, at the very least from just a very small, small view. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, obviously as problems get bigger, things get more muddied, you definitely have to have a more holistic view of everything. Yeah, for sure. Um, When you... We're in high school. Did you take like drama classes or anything like that? 
You know what? It's it's funny. I took more drama classes in middle school than I did in high school. Okay. In high school, I was always very performative. I yeah. I really enjoyed being around people that could emote mm-hmm. and you know uh, express themselves that way. Yeah. But in high school, I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of the shy guy. I, I didn't really find my voice until you know a few weeks, like a few weeks, few months before graduation. <laughs> and, and but I, it, it it always interests me because um, especially for me. I have always been good at voices. That's that was something that was kind of innate yeah. in me, uh, and be able to get into these characters and talk like them, have the mannerisms like them, mm-hmm. and you know, be able to work within that. And you know, one thing that I always call back to that was a huge inspiration for me um, was Metal Gear Solid uh, originally, and just kind of hearing the voice cast for that because I never heard anything like that in that yeah. type of in that type of media like back in 98 yeah and it was just it it just kind of caught my caught my ear caught my eye and you know getting into that field of being like wow some somebody does this for a living yeah and, uh, it was like and it seems really cool and i and i really took a shine to that and you know when i was able to perform or do the voices or you know, kind of be in a certain place where I could perform. I definitely would, um, but I don't think I really had enough courage to, you know, get on there and maybe go to the physical classes. Yeah, I just, I just never did. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. that wasn't something that was on my radar. Yeah, I, I, uh, I never. It's kind of it's funny a thing like how you, as a child, especially, kind of pull in that information and and, and digest it. And I do remember. Like I never considered voice acting as a kid. Um, I always hated my voice. I, I still kind of hate my voice, but <laughs> um, but I do remember specifically listening to. Um, God, this is going to be terrible because I can't remember his name. But the voice <laughs> actor for Mufasa, which is like the most obvious yeah, name, James Earl Jones. Yes, James Earl yeah. Jones. Thank you. Yeah. Um, listening to him. And that moment when he is like Simba and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh shit, like he put some bass in his voice. And yeah. so, yeah. And so I used to just imitate that as a kid forever. Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, just the idea that there was some kind of technique behind this, um, yeah. it really helped with like, oh, okay. Like if I, you know, do this with my vocal cords, I can make this sound, I can resonate this way. That's it true. affected the way that I sang. Um, and it's cool that like, you know, that people can pick that, pick those things up, uh, especially, you know, from an early age, you know, with, with Metal Gear Solid. Was that the first, I guess I'm assuming that was like the first time that she had like cut scenes with voices and stuff that really kind of set in? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was, it was the first time at the very least for me with, with cut scenes because, you know, at that age, I shouldn't have been playing that game anyway. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I was, I was able to just kind of really get enraptured by the story and the way that they were communicating in the game. And even though, you know, it's PlayStation graphics, the lips aren't moving or anything, but they have the head movement and like the, um, the assets and the bodies are moving and whatnot while they're, while they're acting. And I always thought that that was just so interesting that they can take just, just these people in this, in this game you know, outside of my own experience, give them voices and give them, they make them a little bit more real, you know, give me a reason to care about them versus them just being, you know, an avatar 
where I'm moving, leveling up, going right. to save the princess, and then end the game. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it added another layer for me, you know, and that was, and I know that that was definitely a jumping point for me to get more into, okay, what else is in this? What else is in this uh, this realm of like, you know, video games or or media or even you know just the whole D and D aspect and everything. Be able to play with my friends mm-hmm. and be able to perform something like that. Like I always yeah. thought, you know, that would be interesting as well. When did when did D and D or other TTRPGs like come into your life? Um, I would say probably a little bit. It, it happened in college, um, okay. so I would say like twenty. 20 or so, so like 2009 yeah. or so. Yeah, yeah. I'll say that. Um, and that was really my first foray into it. Like, I always knew of it. I always, mm-hmm. I knew, like, what was happening. I've, I've seen other TTRPGs. Uh, but D&D specifically was something that was being played in the back of a boiler room at my <laughs> college. With these, They were my friends. I was yeah. like, I don't know what this is, but like, keep keep go keep going into it because there were a bunch of numbers that I didn't understand, yeah. a bunch of dice that I had no idea what they did. It's <laughs> kind of watching them and just watching them and just experiencing it for a little bit was so it was it was it was really interesting for me. Yeah. And then I found out that you know um, there were way more games that were TTRPGs than just. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dungeons and Dragons. You know, yeah. you got your Pathfinders, you got your um, Shadowrun, which was really interesting for me. Uh, uh, Cyberpunk, obviously, yeah. that was a really good one. And you know, there and it's so varied, but the essence is the same. The like the way that you play the game is pretty mm-hmm. uniform, yeah. but just the types of events and scenarios and how you react to whatever's going on are that's going to be varied and different. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. What was the uh, first edition you played? Was it 3.5 or fourth edition? Um, I think it must've been 3.5. It must've okay. been 3.5. Yeah. Yeah. 3.5. Yeah. Did you, I mean, looking back on it now, I, I guess, how long did you play it? Um, so I played it for, you know, the time that I was in college for, yeah. um, so probably for a few years then, and then I just haven't picked it up until maybe 20, probably 2015, 2016. So okay. it, it was it was probably a little bit of time where we actually yeah. sat down, created characters, ran our first campaign with characters that we were invested in. And I think we did uh, Storm Kings, uh, Storm Kings, and that was probably the most uh harrowing experience of just going <laughs> through the story and building it up with everyone to yeah. the campaign that we're currently on right now and just uh and working through so and is yeah, that but, you as a player for this recent one or yeah yeah for um the past one that we were doing uh i was a uh i was an orc warlock i was a half orc warlock Nice. Uh, which was nice. And um, I actually named him off of an orc in the book Orcs. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I just thought that would just be a really cool name. Yeah. He kind of had like a little 
little phlegm behind it. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm with that. I, I like that. Yeah. And it was just, it was fun because we pro- we ran Storm Kings and we played that campaign for probably a year and a half because of most of the most of the sessions that we had were role playing. Yeah. And you know, when we would get into a battle, you know, we would a lot of us would lose our shit yeah. just because it was like, oh, this is so unexpected. We've just been role playing for the last you know five <laughs> weeks. I don't understand what's happening. So so, yep. so, so we were. Um, it was really great being able to to flex those muscles of like, okay, I can really get into the performance here. I can really, you know, make this a special um, experience for all who's for all the people who are here. And we had like, I think six or seven people, including the DM, just wow. just playing, and it was great. And like, we went for you know a real long time, and then. You know, obviously COVID hit and we, we all kind of had to take a step back and, and we reassessed and now we're doing stride. So, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Took it, took it digital, I'm guessing, and, and switched it up. Yeah. We've, uh, a lot of us are using Beyond. Great tool. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we, you know, since a lot of us are in Colorado currently, like uh, we try and meet. Uh, when we can, yeah, um, it's a bit tougher now, but you know we're we're working to see what we can do. Yeah, that's really cool. I, you mentioned orcs, um, and I got excited because I actually I feel like I read, I feel like I read like a sample of it or yeah. something. And it's a, it's a great book. It's yeah, great. I need to check it out because it, it was definitely yeah the way that it was like the sample I had was just like you know they're going through this town or whatever, and then they find this like like pink disgusting thing as they called it it's like mm-hmm. a human baby mm-hmm. yep yep <laughs> and i was like oh shit. Yeah. yeah but i love the idea of that like turning the tables so yeah i definitely yeah. Think I'm pick that up yeah. but yeah so you know in in regards to your your D campaign i think it's really cool that you that you guys focused on the role play side because i think it's so easy even in an actual play podcast right you listen to them and it's like Every episode, there's a combat, yeah. um, you know, and I love combat. Like I love, I, I it's kind of like sports. Like I would prefer to play it than yeah. listen to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the narrative role play stuff, that's just fun to listen to when people really get into it. Exactly, exactly. And and I think with, I wouldn't say a problem that I have with, with battles, but it's very, you know, obviously it's a turn-based RPG yeah. at that point. And if you have six seven people playing it can take a little while to get around to (laughs) what you want to do and then somebody reacts and you're just like okay well now i gotta figure out what i gotta gotta do based on what i have and you know it's i don't get me wrong i love battles as well it's just it can be one of the more taxing parts of the game Mm -hmm. however i think when there are stakes involved and especially with our last uh, with our last campaign, we got pretty far in you know you know we met a couple of the giants who went on, and we were able to make some packs uh, mm-hmm. for things that I knew that we were completely under leveled for, <laughs> and, <laughs> and and I knew that they were like, hey, if this happens. You know, based on the DM's pack that I have with, you know, with this 
creature. Like, yeah, yeah. if this happens, I just want to make sure that me and the DM are on the same page because we know it's about to go down. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's all I, that's all I want to know. And I think when the stakes are there, it makes it a little bit more interesting, just because you're not just like, oh, you know, there's four goblins and you know in this in this cave that we're trying to find these people and you yeah. know, kill goblins and great. <laughs> We can just like okay, well now we've had this random, uh, uh, this random dice of dice of dastardly deeds or whatever, and he's like, okay, I just want you to roll it. Whatever happens, happens, and you know, the bad bad things happen, and yeah. you know, people people were lost, people were upset, mad, and we ended we ended days, some days a little bit more upset than when we came. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of, but that's the way that it goes, though. I think that the fact that you're able to play with such conviction mm-hmm. is incredibly important for the experience. And when you're able to bring that, and it's not just like, oh, I'll throw you a bone here, blah, blah, blah. but like if you can actually make sure that the experience is something real and make it hit home, yeah, that means everything. That means everything for an experience. Yeah, definitely. It's 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 really cool when tables are doing that. You, you know, even in a home game, I think it's so important to to add that aspect because you know, if you can, I mean, I'm sure some tables are just like, look, we just want to get into a fight every single time as much as we can, um, and you know, but I I think as somebody who's played these games for a while now, not for a long, long time, but definitely for a while, like it definitely is more fun to do that stuff, to get into it, to see the, the players reacting and, and to, you know, lay surprises on your players and, and have them be like, I, okay, that doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Like it's cool in my discord, like my, you know, my friends like making memes and and stuff of our home game. Like (laughs) it's just so much fun to like, yeah, to build that engagement. And you know, that's what we're all there for to have that, you know, that that's true. Get a group of friends and have that fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like you really enjoyed the group you play with. So I, I'm curious, you know, um, uh, has that, is that a pretty diverse group, um, you know, outside of yourself or? You yeah, know, that, we like, have, demographic? yeah, we have, um, a few people that were from overseas that, uh, are from this country that are playing. And mm-hmm. I have somebody I used to work with. Um, who we've just become really close friends with and her husband yeah. are playing. Uh, so I would say that our demographics are pretty, you know, pretty diverse among me and a few of the other people from the group. So, and it's nice. It's yeah. nice that you just don't have, you know, one set group that all play <laughs> the exact same way and they all talk the same way. And it's, that's just not how it is. And, you know, uh, and a lot of people bring themselves in their characters. And even if they're playing their role, some people are much quieter than I am. Some people mm-hmm. are much louder than I am. And, <laughs> and it's nice to have that mix of people there yeah. because, you know, it adds an element of authenticity to the game. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, do you feel like you lear- learned like, because when you're playing in a group, especially a group that large, you kind of mm-hmm. have to know like, okay, you know, when do I take up space? When do I back off? That kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, do you feel like you learned that over time or? 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely a learned skill. And since we're, you know, we're still kind of new in the campaign right now, just going through Stroud, just trying to figure out, you know, how each of us works. Mm -hmm. But I think even in, you know, our first couple of encounters, like we figured out how well, you know, each of us is supposed to play based on our skill levels and based on the, you know, the random dice throws for all of our abilities and whatnot. And, you know, especially like distance wise, we've played, a lot of us have played before. So mm-hmm. we kind of know how they're going to operate when we start, you know, maneuvering. Yeah. But a few of the newer people that are in the group, um, you know, some of them are, have varying levels of experience mm-hmm. and, you know, they're like, okay, well, let me, why don't I try doing this? Why don't I try doing that? And a lot of it's trial and error mm-hmm. and being able to figure out how that works with, you know, what we're doing on our side yeah. uh, can be a bit of a challenge, but I think that's, that's, that's part of the fun. That's part of the fun of the game is figuring out who they are as their own characters, as well yeah. as who they are as people. Yeah. I was listening to uh, a show recently um, called hijinks. They're uh, an Australian Pathfinder 2E, not a podcast, but I mean like a YouTube show. And, but the, the thing that I noticed in the beginning and I was like, Oh, I really enjoy this was like the players, their characters seeming like there's no way these characters will ever be heroes. You know what I mean? And I love that idea of just like, now I'm interested because I'm like, okay, well, how are you going to overcome stuff? Because the perception that you're giving us as, as, as your, that you're acting out is like, these people should never be on a battlefield, right? Um, and not to disparage it, because I think it's incredible. Like, I really do enjoy yeah. it. Um, but that's kind of just the, I think that it makes a fun dynamic of like having people who are like, well, I don't know. Having new people who are like, let's try some crazy shit. And everybody's like, uh, nobody's ever tried that in a D&D game before, but I guess we're going to let it happen. And see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's part of the, the experimentation piece, right? Yeah. Like, I wonder, can I... Will the DM let me do this if I explain it in a way that makes sense? Yeah. Like, like case in point, I'm I'm thinking about creating a you know an artificer, mm-hmm. um, but kind of making them like a gunslinger. Okay. And basically, the way that they load up their guns is with the scrolls. Okay. And <laughs> and then they'll just and then they'll be able to shoot out the magic yeah. through the device yeah. that they've created. I you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I can it. I do this? Is this possible? Yes. Is it, he's like, can I build it? You know, like if I draw, if I get somebody to draw it, can I, can I do this? Yeah. So, so a lot of that, uh, the experimentation pieces, you know, that's half the fun right there. Yeah, for sure. I think it definitely makes a big difference. Have you, yeah. have you ran games before? No, I, I, I would love to. Um, I don't have the time right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't have the time or the patience right now. If I had more time to really just focus on, you know, the world building aspects, which is something I love anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, but if I had time to do that, I would. Yeah. Uh, just because I think being able to create something for players to experience and then for them to come in and then react certain ways mm-hmm. And based on like, okay, this is the, this is my rubric of what I want them, what I would like them to do. Yeah. Let's see how many of these that they hit. And if it, you know, goes off the rails, 
how do I then react to it? Because yeah. I still have to get them to point B. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, or at least lead them being like, right. hey, yeah, yeah. this character is kind of important. Like, you know. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> so I think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I would just need to be able to devote the time that it requires. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I find myself, cause I'm, I, I just did a one shot for the show and then I'm working on another one. And right. Um, the second one is more world building and stuff. And it's like, I don't have the brain to just be like, make it simple. Like I'm like, even if it's a one shot, I'm like, I'm going to write this in a way that the players are going to want to play to level 20 in this campaign. And I just can't help myself from doing that because like, it's just, (laughs) it's, that's great. That's a great experience because you know, through through the campaigns I've played, I haven't gotten to level twenty. Yeah, uh, anything like I know that there are more powerful spells. Yeah, out there um, to do to, to do a lot of stuff. Like I was I was running a um, hexblade warlock, so like I was going to oh, already yeah, be yeah. one of the most powerful classes, uh, <laughs> like ready to go. Yeah, but he was like, but we just didn't we didn't finish it, and that's okay. Yeah, because then you know I already have character two character three character four like lined up and ready to go based on like ooh, this is what i want to do this is how i want to play it and you know how i attack someone that's you know that's still who i am and i can do that that's perfectly fine but like man there's just something about like being able to go into someone's world and just yeah completely just make it all cattywampus and just mess it up (laughs) like i love it absolute chaos that's my favorite thing yeah so if you're running that one shot i want to get in there and just get in that brain yeah for sure (laughs) yeah definitely i would love to have you on um yeah it's uh yeah and funny enough uh, it'll be this next one that's coming up will have allegra in it um and uh yeah um but yeah so you know before we get to earth eclipses we're gonna get there um You talked about like the world building appeals to you because of the lore and you Mm -hmm. have a podcast where you talk about lore. So yeah, you know, what is that show about? I do. It's called uh, Quiet in the Library. Mm -hmm. And, and thank you for, you know, just kind of shouting it out. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, But it's called Quiet in the Library currently on all, you know, streaming platforms and whatnot. And it's just basically some of my, um, favorite games and some of the lore that's inside of them uh a big portion of that has been destiny based yeah um because there's a lot of database for information there already and i always think especially with uh conventional gaming Mm -hmm. just any any game that you're actually going out there and playing there is the campaign main campaign that you can go through and play and experience and understand the writers and the world builders story from their perspective. This is, this is the information that they're trying to give you and a bunch of additional content that is available to you. And then on the, on the flip side, there's the activities, there's the PVP, there's the raids, there's anything that you can do with your friends mm-hmm. that does nothing for you necessarily through the story, but it invites other people into the world that you're experiencing already. Yeah. And just being yeah. able to go and do whatever, go and do whatever you want. Have a, have a great time. Uh, the piece that I wanted to focus on inside of my podcast was just some of the stories that you would never hear. Some of the things that you would never see unless like you were actually going through the game and trying to find this information through these hidden spots in the game. Yeah. 
So a big majority, a big majority of what I have on there um, is from Destiny, uh, but it's a lot of the side stories that yeah. were just in there, and I voice you know all the characters through that and just kind of explain what's happening at, during this you know during this anthology of different stories that I have compiled in there. Yeah, and uh, I know that. Between between Destiny, um, there's a Final Fantasy one that I'm currently working on. That's a lot of work. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of work when it comes to the Final Fantasy Very one. More dense, but, yeah. Yeah, but I, I I wanna I wanna do it right. Like I don't want to just put something out there and just like this is you know this is something. But I I do want to make it you know pretty impactful for a small little piece. Yeah. Uh, something that I think, you know, is interesting. And that's the great thing about uh, worlds that are built. There's always something to learn mm-hmm. in in absolutely everything that you're working in. Like, you know, like World of Warcraft, for instance, takes a lot of their inspiration from 3.5 yeah, D&D. For sure. There's a lot of stuff that is just pulled straight from the subject content, straight from the lore, and just kind of dumped in there. And, you know, they're paying homage to it by using, you know, some of the assets that are there, but it's a lot, it's, it's glaringly right there. And a lot of people don't experience that because, you know, they're playing with friends or they're experiencing the game how they want, which is perfectly fine. Yeah. I just want to bring light to, you know, the other side that you may not see. Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, it's been forever since I've played World of Warcraft, but, you know, I was thinking about that the other day, I was listening to Three Black Halflings and they were talking about just kind of controversies in TTRPG space. And um, one of the things that they've talked about before, like at the conception of their show was, you know, orcs being coded as evil and being Mm -hmm. coded as black. And I was thinking about, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like you're playing as like the, what is it? The allied forces or the horde, which is like the evil. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the the race you play is based on which side you pick. Yeah, and so yeah, it's uh, very interesting the way that they. It, it is, and I think, I think there is a big reason why a lot of people pick the horde. Yeah, because you know those are all the outcasts. Those yeah. are all yeah. the people that don't necessarily fit in a box. And whereas you know, even you know, uh, like uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff, kind of like what you were saying. Uh, in the D and D world right now, where they're where they are making sweeping lore changes mm-hmm. um, across the board from a lot of things that have really been um, talked about when it comes to you know race and how somebody views or how something views themselves inside of the context of the game. Yeah, and you know it's 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 always kind of been used as as a uh, plot device. Like you could have you know. Thrall was a slave in World of Warcraft. Uh, there are a bunch of, I think, elves in Dragon Age who are slaves. Yeah, there are um, dwarves are usually always seen as rich, uh, big noses. Yeah, you know, Weird. like they're they're very stereotyped as like this. You will know a dwarf when you see it. Like you will know that this is this is this is their box. This is their lane. There's not you use like you're not going to see a tall dwarf. You're just not. Yeah. And and it's it's interesting because 
I don't necessarily think of, you know, those creatures, those characters as something that can kind of link back to my life. But at the same time, you know, you do kind of put yourself in the character that you're either playing or interacting with when you're, you know, in D&D or you're in World of Warcraft or you're in whatever. And you get to experience that and you're just like, okay, I may not be able to see myself in this particular character sometimes, but I can understand the plight. Yeah. I know what's I know what slavery is. Yeah. Like, yeah. like and that's that's not a hard concept to understand. So so there's definitely some comparisons, especially when it's coming to, you know, all these sweeping changes across the lore. Yeah. I think it definitely I I, I remember I had one guest that talked about half elves and relating to half elves in the sense of that same thing of like, especially in the way they're written in D D is literally like it's like being somebody who's multiracial. Like mm-hmm. you don't fit in in either place and all that stuff. And I, yeah. and it, it, so that's something that personally I related to. And now recently in the Pathfinder, they created a, a source book called the Moinga Expanse. And in there mm-hmm. they had a bunch of black writers um, actually create this world that's similar to Africa, if you will. And mm-hmm. there, so there's, black elves dwarves all that stuff but there's orcs as well who are coded as like amazing great beautiful wonderful people and the half orcs are celebrated for for being able to like move through different uh areas and 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 relating to people and so it's like we're looking at it in this way as a celebration and over here we're looking at it as like you don't fit in and, and there's a lot right. of negative connotations. And so I think it's, a, <clears throat> it's important for people, especially more as more young people come up reading this stuff to be able to see it in positive ways. Um, because yeah, it's like, that's cool that we can relate to it and all right, we're going to take on this underdog role. Cause that's how we've been our whole lives. But it's yeah. also really, a, it's an amazing feeling to take something and go, wow, what, who I am is beautiful mm-hmm. and I can, and I can do that without any kind of pressure or negative connotations attached to it in this game. I think that's, yes, you know. Yes, that that is absolutely everything yeah. to, you know, an individual that can personify themselves inside of a game and be celebrated for it. Like, that's 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 so interesting because, like, I've never, this is new information to me, yeah. you know, for uh, from my side. Um, especially in, in, uh, in Pathfinder, yeah. you know, I don't know a whole bunch about it, but that seems really great to be able to bring that type of celebration to, you know, a group of people. Mwangi Expanse. Okay. That's awesome. I yeah. love that. Yeah. It's, um, it, it is really cool. I mean, and, you know, obviously Paizo has its own problems, right? So, yeah, uh, yeah, true. I mean, it, <laughs> like, just, be, yeah. just because they're celebrating doesn't mean yeah. they don't have it. Yeah, so. but I, you know, it's cool. Like I, I always say, you know, regardless, like it's freelancers usually that they're hired to do this stuff, and there are so many incredible people out there. Um, so you know, people who are making games, just you know, hire some incredible POC freelance writers to help you with your stuff. Um, but yeah, sure. it's it's really cool, you know that. Uh, that it works out that way. You kind of said that it, you never really thought of it that way. So when you created characters, did you have like, were you just like, I'm going to pick whatever one has the stats I need for this build? Not. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll tell you this. I, I, every single time I play an elder scrolls game, yeah. 
I make a blonde hair, blue eyed dude named Magnus. I make him a Nord every single time. <laughs> and I just go through. It's just like, okay, I'm this, I'm this big Swedish dude that's just going to do whatever. And I think that's also one piece about, you know, games. You, you want to be able to imagine yeah. yourself as sometimes you want to be able to, you know, pr- pretend and completely be something different than you are. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's a essential part of the gaming experience as well. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. It's great to find representation for yourself when that's something that you're looking for. Yeah. Um, but if there's other times that, you know, like when I was playing a uh, um, shadow run, uh, I was a, I was um an elf, I was an elf decker that would go in, I'd go into the matrix and I would just take all the money. Like that's, and I, and I never play those types of characters. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm good at them, but like I just went for it and I had a great experience. So I think the experimentation piece is integral to that, to be able to play and have that imagination there with you. Yeah. Uh, represent, don't get me wrong. Representation is so important. Yeah. You know, in every aspect. If there is an ability for me to see myself as someone inside of this game, and there's options for me to choose that, perfect. Great. I'm all for that. Yeah. But I want to do something completely different as well and not be shunned for it. I should be able to do that as well. Yeah, definitely. It's funny, my, because uh, I'm such a, like, I'm that person that'll buy an RPG. I'll wait the hour and a half for it to fucking download. <laughs> and then I will spend the next two hours like meticulously creating my character. Yep. And yep. my buddy, every time we play a game together, he's like, I'll just pick random. I'm like, what do you mean you <laughs> fucking picked random? <laughs> I'm like, your character makes you know, you zero stuck, sense. <laughs> you don't want to be stuck with a Breton? Yeah. You don't want to be stuck with a Breton in, a, in, in Elder Scrolls, dog? No. But he on, just man. doesn't care. Um, so, you know, it's like, yeah, everybody's got their own thing, but I mean, that's what I always loved about video game RPGs is, is that character creation. Um, but you know, TT RPGs are just that next level of whatever your imagination can make. There's, there's so much immersion, not only with who you are as a person, but how you act to different situations. Because on one piece, you want to, you know, depending on your alignment, where you're at, yeah. like, okay, well, I want to do this, yeah. but yeah. my character is naturally evil. So <laughs> maybe I should, maybe I should not save this child in this uh, burning building and just take the gold and leave. Yeah. I don't feel great about it, but honestly, it makes for a better story. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's uh yeah it's it's a lot of fun to just mess around with that stuff yeah I I think I can I'll I'll say this and because I'm pretty sure when I play it it'll be before this comes out but I'm gonna be a guest on another podcast and an actual play podcast and I'm making a drow uh, blade singer and I'm gonna oh give him just this fucking gnarly white afro oh, oh my god yeah carry a spear yeah. Spear Blade Singer with an afro. Yeah. I am so excited. You should just call him Black Dynamite. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For sure. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, cool. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. So, you know, how did you 
get into voice acting? Because I mean, it sounds obviously like the most natural path you could take. Your voice yeah. is amazing. You <laughs> clearly, you know, fell in love with the idea of it. Um, yeah. So how did that work? So, so funny enough, um, I think I, I had started, you know, um, Quiet in the Library back in 2019 mm-hmm. um, and just really wanted to put out some quality content for that. And I was able to do so. And then 2020 hit. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it was, you know, pretty difficult to really be inspired for, you know, a lot of stuff going yeah, on. for sure. So I told myself, I was like, look, I'm going to, I really want to take this seriously. I have this, you know, I have this microphone that I'm not really doing much with right now. You know, world's kind of falling apart. Let me just see what I can do yeah. to make things better. And I, I want to take this seriously and I want to do it as, as best as I can. So let me just try. And so uh, really in August, last August is when I started taking this seriously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been in, you know, over 20 animations at this point. Wow. Um, different, different podcasts um that i'm on your podcast included yeah uh, 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 earth you know earth earth eclipsed um a few a few others that you know have ndas that i can't really talk about yeah. but they're there <laughs> uh, and and just i've been really blessed to be able to do what i'm naturally good at yeah. but it really just took it really took for me um, like the biggest, the biggest jump for me was just saying, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to put my best foot forward. And I, and there could have been a bunch of time where, you know, I could have done it mm-hmm. and I could have, you know, made those steps. But, you know, throughout that time, I knew that I was slowly becoming the person that I always knew that I was. Yeah. So yeah. it just took me that that step and that in that in that mindset to just be like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna do it I'm gonna put my best foot forward and I, and I'm gonna give a shit about what I want to do yeah. and how I choose to put my my stuff out there so it's been it's been a, a a fun ride so far and you know I'm I'm happy that I'm able to go into this new year you know fresh and you know rebrand a lot of my stuff and build up my 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 brand and just really make it the way that I want. Yeah. And you know, that that piece in itself is is a uh is a beast, you know, the whole marketing side. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I just I do voices. I didn't know, you know, other yeah. people want to see. How do they see that I have a good voice? How does that work? Uh, <laughs> so so that piece, so that there's always learning opportunities. There's always something new to learn. Um but I'm excited that you know, I have the opportunity to do that and showcase my voice on all these different incredible projects, um, especially Earth Eclipse yeah. with, you know, with Allegra. Um, what was it? Episode 16? Episode 17 of yours, I believe they're on? Uh, 13. And, um, and uh, it's they were absolutely phenomenal to work with. Really yeah. fun. It was, um, it's a funny, it's a funny story. So the, the way that I learned about you, I had just posted, uh, their interview, um, my little trailer, I think, and, and you had 
liked it or something like that. And mm-hmm. um, basically anytime somebody who's black interacts with myself, I'm like, okay, who are you? What do you do? What's going on? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because I'm excited. Um, yeah, like, you know, TTRPGs, it's, it's very niche. And then POCs inside TTRPGs, of course, we're even a smaller group. So Oh man, yeah. So excited just to see black faces. Um, yeah, and then so I was like, oh, okay, cool, yeah. Oh, okay, voice actor yeah. does all this stuff. So then I was like, all right, let me go listen to your podcast. And then I was like, what is this Earth Eclipse? And I turned it on and I was listening to it and um, Allegra's voice came on and they're doing an accent. And I was like, wait a minute, yeah. this, is, Dude. this is fucking Allegra. Like, <laughs> I... It's so sick. It's so sick. Nothing but props for Allegra. I think they're incredible at what they do. And just working, just a little story, just working with them um, through the entire process, we connected on a few things where, you know, where we're recording Mm -hmm. and they're all like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty upset upset here do you want to try a few things to like get me get me more upset and it's like okay yeah let me let me try this and this and this and this and it was great to work with them because we it 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 felt so natural it felt like working with someone that i've worked with forever it was so easy and nothing but props for allegra and the work that they did so please Go listen to it. Oh it's yeah. it, it's incredible. It, it it really I like I mean I, I when I say like the day it came out, I binged I was up until almost midnight just listening because and I was just so stressed out and like the episode would end, I'm like, oh my god, I need to know what happens next. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. uh yeah, and and the chemistry between you two and then um you know the folks that were around you, mm-hmm. it was so good. And like, I mean, you know, the story arc of of Max and and yes. you know, just, there's yes. so much there, like people a lot. Tell, like, and I'm okay. And to give everybody a good, like, I'm not just saying this because, you know, Allegra is my friend and, and now, you know, you and I are, are, are talking to each other. Like I never yeah. have listened to an audio drama podcast. It has never once appealed to me to go listen to it. And the moment I listened to it, I was like, this is amazing. And everyone, yeah. just, cause it was like, it's like, it's like a movie in your ears. Like it really is. And, 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 and that's the way that I felt, um, throughout. And I'm not one of, you know, I'm not one of those actors that can you know, like, Oh, I can, uh, I can't listen to myself. I can't hear myself. I don't hear me when, yeah. Yeah. you know, the performance is on, I hear whoever the character is yeah. and what they're doing. And from a story aspect, like there's so much, there's so much there that I I had to go back and listen to it again. And just be like, what what did I say? What <laughs> what does this mean? What is I I know that I I know that I've done this line countless times, but what what did I say? What what is you know? I need to go back and understand what does it mean in the context of the story. Yeah, and I think that's some of the that's some of the great things about especially the the, the media that we're in right now with with podcasts with being able to have these audio dramas Mm -hmm. that are something where you get to build the picture in your head yeah you get to you get you're the one that has the imagination all we're doing is just setting the template we're just giving you uh this this setting 
of sounds. But if you just close your eyes, you can get the picture. You can do you that that piece is you. Yeah. All we're doing is just filling in the blanks. So, yeah. So I, I think just being able to be a part of something like that where it really is special and not just something given to you where it's like, here's, you know, here's the visual pieces of media. This is what I want you to think. This is what I want you to understand about what I'm saying to you. Mm -hmm. In, in the audio drama uh, space, you are able to have that interpretation of like where, where a space station is, what a place looks like in your mind, because yeah, I'm giving you the audio cues, but how do you build that? How do you build off of just the sound? Because you don't just want just the sound, you want to be able to place it somewhere. Yeah. So when you're when you're hearing it, of course you're gonna think about, okay, they're on this big old space station. What space stations have I seen before? Let me take a little bit of Deep Space Nine. Let me take a little bit of, you know, uh, um, there's some like Voyager walkthroughs, there's some Star Wars stuff. Let me just jumble all that together and and make this picture in my head for you to to experience and when you're there you're able to just be like wow this is this is incredible because i i i am the i'm the director i get to create the i get to create the the setting the backdrop all the sound is there just for those audio cues for you to just listen and continue so it's great if you get a chance to listen to it i highly recommend yeah i seriously it's it's so good um you know so like how did you even learn about the project in the first place um it was uh i think my first or second month of you know taking voice acting seriously i was on backstage yeah uh, it's a huge database for actors voice actors i think they've expanded stuff to like crew okay now as well um and uh, it was, uh, one of the, one of the producers, Nicholas, uh, he actually reached out to me awesome. just for some stuff that I put up and I, I haven't done maybe two, two things at that point. <laughs> I think I'd gotten, <laughs> I think I'd gotten one thing for, um, just this small little, uh, well, they're all, no role is small. It's just yeah. small actors. I had this, I had this role where, uh, it was more on YouTube. And then there was this other one that actually got a lot of traction through uh, Gabaleth and Gabsonian on YouTube, where they do a whole bunch of like Super Smash Brother uh, comics. Okay. And that got a bunch of views. Shout out to them. Um, and he found me and he was like, hey, I want you to, you know, try out for this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to say no, like I'm looking for it. So, so, so I did it and I was, you know, I did a, did a little callback thing for it and, you know, the rest is history. So, so, and, and now we're here, you know, being able to create these incredible stories and, you know, this cast is fantastic. You know, I'll be friends with them for ever at this point yeah (laughs) they're they're like they're the the best cast you could ask for and i'm just really grateful that i was able to start my journey and get a real good head start and just yeah wherever you are and it's kind of a testament of being like you don't need to be a specific age to start you know yeah i wouldn't say i'm an 
I wouldn't say that I'm an old man, but I'm definitely not young anymore. So <laughs> it's just it's 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 just getting started. It's just being able to do something. Yeah. And if you're able to get some sort of traction based on the work that you can do and something that you can control, um, that's important because there's there's so many things that you can't control in this world. There's, yeah. No, uh, I'm as you can read on the website on Earth Eclipse, uh, a majority of our work was done, you know, all uh, all remote. Yeah. We were able to put out uh, an incredible product like this. It's like yeah. there's 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 no barriers to just hard work. So just like if you're able to just do it, just get up and do it. Yeah, just, that's it. That's all it takes. I mean, I think it, it really is a good life lesson. Even with this podcast, like pre-podcast, I was a person who like – I still am very introverted. Don't get me wrong. But like like I get anxiety going to the game store. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to like go and buy dice. And There's too uh, many selections. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just having to like interface with people without any kind of structure. Right. It just – it's really terrifying. But – um yeah so you know and now with this show like i've been able to meet so many incredible people i'm gonna be like a guest on other people's shows which that's is like that's, incredible. you know like how does this how, how is my life <laughs> yeah thank you that's great man yeah and that's awesome you know and and uh my wife who is 100 not a nerd at all is still like you know supports everything that i do and um yeah, yeah so it's, it's super cool like that there's this, you know, like you said, like you, you have the tools to change your life, you know, um, mm-hmm. it just takes hard work. It takes a lot of, you know, yeah, putting yourself it, it out takes, there. Like the only, the only requirement is time, man. Yeah. Not gonna lie, I'm not going to lie. It's, it takes time. Yeah. All, all good things take time, especially when you want something or you want to be able to get into something, yeah. you know, TTRPGs. Um, podcasting, voice acting, everything. Yeah. Honestly, it just it like it comes down to the time that you put into it. Yeah, and that's yeah. and that's the product that you'll get out. So, you know, I can tell that you care a lot yeah, about this, um, about being able to garner all of these different experiences from these different people and understand who they are and how they interact with the world because. That's incredibly important, and especially from the way that you know we started really talking about you know uh, who we are as you know as as people of color yeah. in the world, and not even really how it you know uh, kind of uh, goes to to gaming or anything like that, but just how we interact. Yeah, that's incredibly important. Like if you're able to connect with someone on a human level and understand plights, but realize like where those challenges are. And how people have overcome them, and how they use you know the things that they love, the things that they've really gotten into, as devices to push them forward. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome, man. I'm glad that you're able to, you know, connect with people on that level. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a rare skill. So like, keep it up. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's um, it's really cool just to to be able to do it. And I think you know I've I've talked about it before, but like TTRPGs for sure can not always, but can make you a better person if you're willing to embrace empathy and meet people at a human level. And I think um, in that way, like you said, you know, talking about like, what is your human experience, right? At the beginning of it, because really, 
in my opinion, how we approach games, games that are centered around building a character who has to go interface with a world and other people mm-hmm. in that world and solve problems sometimes, sometimes in a positive way, sometimes with violence, whatever. I think mm-hmm. the experiences that we have as people get pulled into that, you can't help but pull, yeah. you know, or pull in experiences that you've seen, right? Because, um, you know, whether you're willing to deal with your own stuff or not, or deal with, you know, something that you've seen, I think you, you can't help but process that stuff as you're playing, unless you're just a complete sociopath shitbag. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a sociopath, yeah. you should not be playing any RPGs. Right. If you think into it, that Warhammer is not for everyone, you fucking should yeah. just shut up. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> like we, need to, we need to talk. We need to go play some Bioshock. Yeah. Finish that and then come talk to us. And then, yeah. then we'll go from there. But I think too, I mean, especially as the world changes, you know, you know, I've had probably more people on my show who are non-binary or trans than I've had people who are cis. And that's, like I didn't set out to do that. I'm happy that it's that I've been able to meet a diverse group of people. But I, I think it's interesting now, as a person who yeah. never really was around people who were um, outwardly trans or or non-binary, to now be like, mm-hmm. I honestly have no idea. Sometimes I even second guess myself with people I actually know. Like, what pronouns do they use? Um, and I don't yeah. think that's a bad thing. I think it's good to to be conscious of that and to yeah. you know to understand like you know. Sometimes they, there's a day that that might change for somebody. Um, you know, it's, that's that's very true. Yeah, it's very true, and it's in, it's important to, you know, make a conscious effort to either remember, yeah, you know, uh, uh, somebody's pronouns to, you know, call yourself out when you when you mess up. And it's like I know I know that I've done that with friends, yeah, um, before, and it's like, hey, it's it's not. You know, she, her, they, them. I'm like, great. Thank you for, thank you for telling me because if you hadn't, I would have just kept doing that and it would have kept just making you upset. So for the fact that you're telling me and that I can make a course correction and so that way it's more comfortable for you, bet, let me do that. Um, Because that's the most important thing because I think, uh, 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 at least for me, uh, how I feel when speaking with someone or playing with someone that, uh, you know, identifies as that, I know, you know, how it feels to be called out of your name. And it's not fun. So so when, when I'm able to do that for another individual, it doesn't take much. It's just, okay, great. Let me, let me do that. Are you more comfortable? Great. Now let's get back to, you know, uh you know smashing these aliens like that's 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 what we'll do yeah so and it's and it's great i'm able to there's there's such incredible people who you know identify as the whole spectrum yeah. of stuff yeah and yeah it's great that you're able to get that exposure and speak to those individuals um and i'm glad that they're comfortable enough to you know, listen to you yeah. and be able to interact with you and, you know, same. do the same. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's so huge. Yeah. It's a, it is a pretty incredible feel. I, it's definitely something like I don't really think about a lot, like uh, at a surface level, it just kind of happens. And then sometimes I'm like, Oh my God, like that was really cool. Yeah. Um, or somebody will bring it up and, and tell me and I'm like, Oh yeah, that, yeah, that's awesome. But I think, you know, yeah. as a, as a father, I feel a lot of responsibility to make sure, um, 
that I'm learning those skills, that to have that kind of empathy and and be able to understand. So that way my kids grow up and understand that those yeah. things are okay. Cause it, it's going to be a completely different world for my kids. My kids are still very oh, yeah. young. Um, very, very true. Yeah. Very true. And it's a, you're setting a good example, you know, especially in a, in a public forum, public, you know, podcasting yeah. and people, you know, listening and whatnot. Uh, you do reach an audience of people. So it's really important that, you know, they know that number one, your kids know where you stand. Yeah. And where other people know where you stand and where your values are. And, you know, kids kids watch more and listen more than you think they do. Yeah. So you're you're it sounds like you're doing a great job. Thank you. So. I appreciate that. Yeah. 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 So um, you know, in terms of other projects and stuff is there like you know do you have any kind of goals when it comes to voice acting like you know like video games or animated shows so 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 i've so moonshot yeah if i could get you know absolutely anywhere um i would love to work on you know a video game do some mocap yeah work i think that would be a lot of fun um, to be able to have, you know, more people of color be able to to do that. You know, obviously, uh, Christopher Judge, mm-hmm. huge inspiration yeah. with him doing Kratos yeah. and, um, you know, being able to give us, for those who have played it, give us <laughs> that, the, the, a different, a com- I wouldn't say a completely different, but a very different Kratos than what, you know, we've seen before and just having more representation for, you know, people that look, that look like me, that, you know, uh, the Cree Summers of the world, the, um, the Keith Davids of the world, the, you know, the Christopher Judges of the world, the, uh, the Dave Fenoys of the world, like, um, who else? Uh, I know I'm missing. I know I'm missing a big one. Um, there's there's so there's so many that more people should know about. Yeah. Um, and to get to to get to a level like that to be able to be recognized for you know the next generation of of people to Keith Richardson. Uh, <laughs> he's like he uh, has. Real deep voice he does. Um, I remember he was the Joker on The Batman, the Batman series on, I think came out in like 2002, 2003, somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, Real stylized. They had the Edge Doobie uh, theme song and whatnot. And to get to to a point like that where I'm able to be recognized for my voice, depending on where it's at, People like, hey, that's you know, Reggie West, or Reginald West, or whatever. Yeah, like I would love to get to that point. Um, but just starting out, starting out small, building up, you know, a brand, building up some um, characters that I have and animations, and just continuing to roll. Like it, it, it doesn't stop. Yeah, I, I, I want to be able to keep going, move into stuff. It'd be great to have some anime. Yeah, with some brothers. I was going to say that. Yeah. That that would be fantastic. I would would be down with that. Um, So, yeah, there's just, 
there's no, I don't think there's any limit to what any one person can do. Yeah. Just, you know, just time, opportunity. You just got to make it happen. Yeah. Are you, are you at a point now? Cause you, you talked about being very busy and you know, if you're okay with answering this, like, are you at a point now where you, all you're doing now is voice acting stuff or. Um, you know, between that and, you know, some work, yeah. I, like I want to get to the point where it's just voice acting. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think being able to, if I can get to that point where it's nothing but voice acting, yeah. then I think I could then reach that moonshot of like, mocap and being able to get people to like know my name because i'm in a ton of projects yeah um but being able to make time make time yeah for something that i love to do that is the that is that's where i'm at uh so just making sure that i prioritize you know the stuff that I have to do mm-hmm. with the stuff that I want to do. Yeah, I hear that. Um, because obviously responsibilities are the You can't, you can't, I, I, I would love to, I would love to, I think it was actually an Allegra's episode where y'all were talking about some individuals who just sit down for like eight hours, 10 hours a day and just play these games. Yeah. And I was just thinking, oh, like, man, that would be incredible yeah. to just do that. With with my people, or, like, oh, yeah, man, I know it's great. So, and so, it's it's oh, a wild man. thing, like especially now we're in a world where, I mean, there's people who have podcasts, right? Fucking true crime podcasts, because you know that's it's popular. Yeah. Anyway, um, and are working five hours, ten hours a week, putting out a couple episodes or an episode a week, and then mm-hmm. getting. 10,000 plus listens and making yeah. ad revenue and you know so like uh yeah. or 50,000 like what like whatever the number is like there we're in a world now where media consumption if you make it good enough and you can figure out a way to reach your audience like you can have those opportunities to be able to do stuff like that but it it's just you know hitting that you know right moment mm-hmm. catching that lightning in a bottle sometimes it seems like um, that's true you know, but it's, uh, it, it is fascinating. I will tell you right now, you talked about video games. When I was done, hell, during listening to Earth Eclipse, all I wanted to do was play the Earth Eclipsed game. Um, wow. <laughs> yes. So, Lunar, Com- <laughs> Lunar Company, if you're listening, uh, Let's make it happen please produce 100%. a Earth Eclipse game. I will yeah. buy it. Let's make let's make that happen. Let's get let's get Lena Rain involved. Let's get you can sponsor me if you want to. You don't have to, but I will still gladly <laughs> promote it because I just love it. Um, yes, yeah. yes, it's yeah. But the, for, seriously, I was just like, I just want to, I just want to do this. I just want to be, you know, a scientist mm-hmm. or somebody who's trying to learn some stuff um, about right? some stuff that I'm not going to spoil for exactly, people. Because, you know. <laughs> You know, for those that haven't listened, there's a lot. It's a, there's lot. a lot going on, and you really won't understand it all unless you listen to it all. So, and even then, there's stuff that you still don't still don't understand. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm do a shameless plug. We are doing a. Um, uh, I think there's a way that you can support us, especially for the next seasons. Yeah, uh, we have puzzles. Yes, uh, on sales on sale at the uh, at the Lunar Clips or um, earthyclips.com 
uh, where you can buy some and, you know, that'll help us out for season two. So yeah. we have won plenty of awards. So we're just, we, uh, I would love nothing more than to do a, to, than to do a season two. Yeah. Because like I said, this cast is it's absolutely so incredible. It's so good. And it, what's cool, you know, I'm sorry. I'll end this soon. I know I'm taking a lot of time. Um, what's, oh, what's, you're good, what, man. Okay, cool. What's cool about it too was like, what it was throwing me off because I think I listened. Gosh, I mean, I first talked to you back in September because I'm a maniac and I like to just schedule things way early in advance for this. Hey, I'm down, dude. Um, but yeah, I think I listened back in September and then you saw because I followed um, the Lunar Company everywhere and I started seeing like, oh, you guys are winning awards for the podcast. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, like, am I missing it? Like, are the episodes not coming to my Spotify specifically? Because I didn't realize right. it was all off right. that one episode. But that just yeah. goes to show you, like, how great this was that one episode um, was mm-hmm. able to, you know, win all these awards. Because it, it – it, and yeah. I'm telling you, just go listen to the show. Is, is if you power, even like show. a little bit of sci-fi, like a little just bit. A little bit. Just a just little bit. Like, you'll, you'll, you'll get into it. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, even, even if you don't understand all of the terms yeah. and whatnot – in there because there are there are some terms where it's like i don't know what that means yeah. <laughs> and that's okay that's okay yeah. you'll still enjoy it the characters are incredible hey uh, you know what if you watch any medical show you don't know what the terms mean in those medical shows and True. the fucking cast doesn't know what they mean either they're True. just saying lines yeah. <laughs> like pulmonary embolism yeah. i don't know well, but let's sure. talk about yeah. it it's in your leg probably yeah. right yeah <laughs> Give them 20 cc or whatever that <laughs> whatever is. That is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's, it's so good. Um, yeah, so I mean, you know, talked about time as an issue. And I guess my last question to you, like, have you considered doing an actual play podcast? Because, you, I mean, you love the narrative side of it. Uh, you have the voice mm. for it. You, you love to do the, um, um, the acting. Obviously, you're very good at that. So like, yeah. If time wasn't a thing, would that be something that you would consider doing? Hundred percent. Yeah. If time wasn't time wasn't a factor, I would hundred percent do it. Um, I think being in a place of such uh, consumable media, whether that's from a podcast standpoint, whether that's a streaming standpoint, if you're able to entertain people and you know even catch that little bit of lightning in a bottle, yeah, uh, for that audience. It's really all you need. And if you're an entertaining person to be able to just go out there and do that and people are listening to it, why not? If I know that people want to see or experience, you know, my, my experience through this platform, then by all means, I I have, and they, and they want to pay for it or add revenue will pay for it, whatever. Then why not? Why not? Yeah. Might as well, right? Might as well. It's like the the It's not like the opportunity isn't there. Yeah. Like if I wanted, you know, if I wanted to stream Hearthstone all day, like I could. Yeah. You know, like like I'm really great at the game. It's like, and I've and I've predicted things that I've done to people, and I've predicted things that that's happened to me inside of the game. So I was like, as long as it's entertaining. You might as well. Yeah. So, yeah. well, hopefully, man. I'm I am so excited for, um, you know, everything that's going to come your way because I I really do 
like I think anybody who listens to Earth Eclipses is going to fall in love. So yeah, it, it was uh, fantastic. I mean, and, and your part in it was fantastic. So um, I'm super excited to to get you on the show before you're too cool to talk to me. Uh, I'll never, never be too cool for school, man. You just, you just hit me up. I, I'll, I'll, I'll come running, brother. Yeah. Well, definitely, man. I, I'm so excited. Well, uh, you know, and thank you so much for for coming on, and and you know, we'll definitely get some games going together. I'll get you exposed to some some Pathfinder Two E. Please, please do. Yeah, man. I, you know, I'm 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 not the the greatest player in the world just to to understand all the mechanics and whatnot. But yeah. you know, it's a it's a learning process. Like it, you it know, goes over time. So yeah, I'm very so, like, like I'm, I'm, I love rules, but I also am like if I don't know the rule in the moment, just let's fucking move on. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Like, we'll figure just, it out. Let's just make a decision. And <laughs> for the sake of the story, yeah. let's just keep it. Let's just yeah. let's make lemonade. Yeah. Let's just, let's just keep going. For sure. Yep. All right, man. Well uh, we'll end it there and uh yeah thank you again. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you would like to reach out to us, check out the many options on the Anchor app or anchor.fm on your browser. You can also reach us at secretnerdpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the show. And if you'd like, leave a review to help us grow this thing. 